Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up on a two-hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level. Both with the topics, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates beat their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yeah. family you are once again live in the war room brought to you by war room sports on the war room sports podcast network i'm one of your hosts i'm the bull dev mac and i'm at the war room round table with my brothers got jimmy the blueprint in the building we got b austin the hot block commander in the building uh we're gonna rap about some oft injured athletes as well as one who flat out hurts his team no pun intended or definitely pun intended hurts his team when certain skills are required so once again time to bust it up again with your guys in the greatest man cave in the history of earth that is the war room if you're up with us if you're chilling you can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the brotherhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room or you can join us on facebook or twitter at war room sports um same with ig we'll also be taking calls in about 30 minutes on the digital extreme tech hotline at numbers three two three four one zero 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 one two um, we are uh, recording at a special time, so uh, shout out to everybody. Uh, hopefully, you guys got the message. Um, if not, y'all can catch us, of course, on the on the replay on the website. But what up, bros, man? What's good with y'all, man? Another school shooting in America, in Michigan. Yo, uh, what up with y'all this yo, week, man? Yo, can y'all hear me though? We can Turn hear me you up though. in my headphones. Got you. Yo, why the boy in the shooting asked for his attorney and tell the cops I have nothing to say to you? Like he was ready. And then his parents went and got him lawyered up. Like it was almost like they were prepared and they knew this was gonna go down. Yeah, that was that was nuts so like, he was mad Bull fit bull fifteen and, and I definitely think that um fifteen year olds do not have fully developed brains. I know thirteen year olds don't. Don't ask me how I know that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> But I think uh, I think this bull might – I can understand if they give him the penalty. And y'all know what type of penalty I'm talking about. I can right, understand. Right. Four dead, right. eight, eight wounded, no remorse shown. I mean, not, that, but not they fully might, developed brains, but you know what's right from wrong. I mean, when you yeah, you know right like from that. wrong. They might buy him you, a ice you know cream, right you know, from wrong. Take, him to, yeah. take him out to eat, get him a happy meal. You know how they do. You got to relax, brain. I mean, I was a UPS loader at at 15. I was playing with a lot of boxes. So, I mean, you you pretty much Yo! know. What, <laughs> you know what um you you just know enough about life not to be out there doing stuff like that. So, you know. I mean, and maybe he maybe he isn't. You know, he might be you know, he might not have felt that yet. So, other things in his life aren't important enough to know that you shouldn't I waste mean, your life going out here shooting up a school. Yo, Bull went to <laughs> yeah, the classroom and said, open the door, I'm the sheriff. <laughs> I know where maybe Jimmy that, about to go before he even go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm just going to think that about it. That could like, be. That's why he's in there doing yeah. that, like, lack of. 
right. You know what I mean? Right. You're definitely right. You're saying, that he's, three, you're saying that he's the real three-fifths of a human from the Troglodyte Mountains? Never mind. No, I, I'm, I'm 100% no, no, sure no, I'm that there was probably at least a Lack few bulls who wanted to, you know, bang up Central High School because of, um, you know, Lack something I did with their UPS back then. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we all was in danger of getting it at some point. So that guy was moving the box. Yeah, he might have. He might have. He might have ran up in there because of that. Hopefully not, man. Or no, but what I'm saying is, or it was a lack of which made him just snap, right? Because once you start, once you start, you know, understanding that warm, sweet, tender touch, then you don't, you don't want to kill nobody. You want to, I'm saying, you want to catch the key. But you, but you also know, Jim, some of the greatest wars in history have, you know, started because of fought over. Moisture. So, yeah, this is speaking of I don't know whether it's, it's the change in time, but speaking mm-hmm. of wars over moisture, I think I might have to beat uh, one of the ASAP members up. Rocky, oh, knock you out. Riri. Yeah, I don't, I don't no, like you don't that. You don't have to say either, that man. much. I don't like you don't that have to say either. that much. I don't like that news. Keep that amongst brothers. I, I got to like knock that cat out. I, I, I look at that like him, like seriously, like, like come on, Ray, like yo, she is a she can literally have. You already any messed up once with the lights playing board and dance a lot. Like, come on, man. Right, but she, she on, but even boy, even 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 young Ike, I wouldn't have the same. <laughs> I wouldn't have the same reaction because, like, I ain't on front. Young Ike. Like a lot of Jones, old and young, would like a shot at Young Ike. So I like I wouldn't even have yeah, the same. Yeah, but you I, you, you I wouldn't even have the same reaction. No, they, they, no bro. See, you don't understand ASAP's record, bro. ASAP, ASAP get him more than. No, I know, no, no, no. I know ASAP. I know ASAP is prolific. Yeah, he, I know he's he, prolific. He's a, he's he's a legend. Prolific. No, he's a legend. yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm not even saying that. Like, cause if it was like, it, it's, it's kind of like a Nick Cannon. Mariah Carey type thing. Like, you know Nick Cannon's record. You know what he does, but you still look at the boy like, him? Like, <laughs> he yeah, gets that's it. That's a good point. But, 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 but there's not but a why? million Johns running around like, oh, I'm trying to see Nick Cannon. No. But if Nick they Cannon are, gets you, that's what I'm if saying. Nick like, Cannon gets you on one-on-one, they understand his story, so he gets what he wants. No, in their space, in their space, in that culture of fashion and, and like, this, this new hip-hop, He's one of the top dudes, dog. Like it's different. Yo, like, but he, he dresses like, like I don't know. I've like never heard. I've he never down heard a female like nah, man. named at Rocky. Yo, is, like somebody they trying to get at. I'm listen. I'm <laughs> telling you, bro. Yo, he, yes, he, yes, he, yes. He, yes. I've literally heard fifty year old women the like blue, the, I, the, young the blueprint knows. I'm like, yo, the listen, blueprint listen, knows of what he speaks. I'm talking about. Oh no, I'm different. A different culture. Like I'm just saying, boy. They talk about the young boy, like you know, it, it ain't like interest Yo. level. Everybody gonna say, I yeah, wanna, but the, you know, yeah, but, but those are older. They talk shit. about boy like about that. Those are old, yeah, those are older. Being yeah, a dancer younger, was cool. Chick, Mike MJ made being listen, a dancer cool. They consider Chris Brown washed and, and corny, like in in the newer. It, yeah, like, yeah, you know, the younger generation does. I seen pictures. Like I seen IG pictures of of uh, ASAP with Jones, and I'd be exactly what we talking about with Riri. I'd be like, yo, why would she get with him? He got a bigger purse than, than her. 
Yeah, but all I'm saying yeah, is, I, I hear what y'all that, saying, but you famous and all that, you're going you gonna to get what you want. But she a different level famous. And I'm like, still, whatever y'all say, no, I'm, like, I'm like, hell? No, she like, is, okay. But, but this makes perfect this makes perfect sense mm-hmm. to me because in that like in that I don't even know what to call it like because they got a specific culture there which is like fashion I would type. More that, she that, was with the boy Drake. <laughs> now this he, makes perfect sense. He has a fame on that version. level. <laughs> he another he another level, but he probably to be honest, Drake probably got I know Nick's like back to the canon thing. I know Nick's work. I mean, he has one of the greatest resumes there is, but still, like to this day, like Mariah Carey, like it just makes you know that you know yeah, that's, some of that's these youngs ain't, as, she, ain't what she, you think they are. That's because she's a she like, definitely is. Rihanna also really Mariah Carey. Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna don't carry herself like Mariah either, so that's a little different. I, I mean, it's the same with like it's the same with like Whitney and Bobby. Like everybody used to try to carry Bobby like that, but Whitney was, you know, she was really a hood rat with with a gift. You know what I mean? With a gift. <laughs> <laughs> she was a hood rat with a gift, and everybody tried to blame all her problems on Bobby when she on probably Bobby, made yeah. all that stuff more accessible to him than he'd ever had. Man, so. listen. Like, but all, all I'm saying I mean, is, from I, get you it. Say, you, I get it. I get what y'all saying. You, I'm still no, no, you don't, like no. What I'm saying is, you don't, you don't understand. And, and, and what I'm saying is, it ain't just she got her pick. That he's like you know been with. It's that, it's that, how he's looked at. Like my man actually was with Kylie and Kendall at like different times. He did probably at the same time. Like, he 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 <laughs> no, I'm just saying he had a different level. Like, like you the, the, the list of your resume. Yo, yo. Yo, and De- and, and, no. and 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 Jimmy, while you while you talking about them, I think he knocked down both the Westbrook sisters. Yo, and the chick, uh, what's the other chick? He's uh, Sophie, but they're like a model joint. I mean, yeah. all the Joe's chicks. He's chick, different. Tahiri, why we all, on all his? Joe's why we on his chick. Willie when we more thorough than him? Come on, man, let's keep it moving. No, I'm just saying, like, no matter what we think, some Jones just understand his story. He he do what he do, just like yeah. Nick do what he, he do. do, what he do. I'm still looking at it like no, yeah. but he different, y'all. What I'm telling you is he different than Nick because he don't have that corny thing attached to him like Nick. Mm. I mean, shout to him so though because my man is ain't up to rock him, so shout to rock him. <laughs> True. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe not mass corniness, but when I look at him, I see corny. Look, I mean, yeah, that's stuff he be wearing, stuff that purses he be having. All right, but shout out to him though. They I like mean, though. you know, because like I said, every every boy in not even America, every boy in the world, a piece of Riri. Now he didn't he didn't planted his flag literally. So shout out to boy. Yeah, he won. He won. Yeah, he, he won. Definitely won. He definitely he won. won. All right, man, well, let's, uh, before we get started, I know we got to remind y'all that whether you're live with us or not at any time on demand, you can check out our archive episodes. You can do that for our show, The War Room, and all of the shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms out there. There's never an excuse to miss an episode, so make sure you don't miss an episode. You can catch shows on our network, such as ours, The War Room. Uh, if you like to eat, John Appetit with the Burtons. If you're into hip-hop, you can listen to the greatest hip-hop show there is, Tissue in the Tape, with uh, Davis Backwards and Phil Matic, 365. Um, if you're into Philly sports, The Broad Street Line or Superstars are the shows for you. Check those out. And if you're into TV and movies, like, like, like me and Jimmy, 
you can check out On the Couch with the Wilsons because their motto is they watch everything so you don't have to. Now, you might want to watch the stuff, but if they watch it and tell you that it's garbage, then you can think about wasting your time or not. Um, but check it out. All of that is on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Let's get into these hot topics, with, which are brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. It's time for you to make some money. Sports betting in my bookie. If you still haven't checked them out after we tell you to every single week because we're trying to help your wallet and your purse, <laughs> no ASAP, then it's time to place a bet. Lay down some bread on all the biggest games in sports by joining us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your bread. You get it fast. They even have live in-game betting, so you can place wages after you notice the Jokic brothers pull up behind the bench at tip-off. So join now, and mybookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use promo code WARROOM, all caps, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today, play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. Now, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but if y'all don't know, the, the Jokic brothers pulling up behind the bench right before tip-off will definitely change the complexion of how the game could possibly go, especially facing <laughs> Miami. We'll talk about that in a little while. Um, let's get to some NFL news real quick, man. We've been – me and B, we have been breaking our our newfound cardinal rule laid down by the blueprint himself. Um, we've been breaking that rule all week, and that rule is, you know, no more arguing on the Internet. Um, we've been going back and forth on the Internet uh, a few times this week, very nonsensically because we're talking to people who are pretty Why much. Why you got snitch? Why you got snitch on me? <laughs> we're we're pretty much talking to people who are emotionally involved in this situation, and I'm not even saying just fans of the team, but it goes a little deeper than Yo. that. But this whole Jalen Hurts situation. Jalen Hurts had a Yo. very bad, very Yo. terrible, horrible, very bad, no good day. Like my man Alexander. <laughs> if you got kids and you read kitty books, then you know what I'm talking about. You, you know, you know. Yeah. But um, he had a very bad know, day against you know. a very bad team in the New York Giants. Three interceptions. Um, the Eagles, who were trending upward and had a chance to make a move, considering, you know, the Dallas Cowboys have lost, uh, I believe, like three out of their last four games, um, to go in and lose to a team like the Giants and can't put anything together as far as offense is concerned. Um, is very concerning. Um, they lost 13-7, to 7, so they were only able to notch one touchdown against this Giants defense. B, what what yeah. do you think – I mean, Hurts had three interceptions. We're going to, you know, cut right to the chase. Do you think he yeah. was the sole, the main reason behind this loss? And, and like, what do you think yeah. of him after his, like, 15th, 16th start in the NFL? Yeah. Can I just say that, you know, first of all, we've been doing this for damn near 12 years. We 602 episodes in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just go ahead and make a call. We we no longer a sports podcast, man. I can't do it no more, man. <laughs> we're going to be on the air. We're going to be on the air every Thursday like we normally do. And we might about talk about anything. sports. But we're not a sports podcast. I can't do it no more, man. I can't. And we're going to get into this, and we're going to break it down as to why. Is it Jalen Hurts' fault? 
absolutely 90% of that loss falls on Jalen, squarely on Jalen Hurts. And you know what? Salute to you, bum-ass nigga, because you got up in front of the yeah. microphone and you owned it, and you told people what it was. So unlike a lot of bums, I have respect for you. Like, you could rock in my book, and you could come back from your bumdom. Like, you don't always – like, I, 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 I actually have some respect. I can't call it affection or like, but I respect the boy. Like, he, he got some room to maneuver around. And listen, man, if you want to get your arm strength up, come arm wrestle with the brothers. We'll we get you together because you, you, got a, you got character. He got moxie. I, I, like, I like boy because of that. He's a bum. I don't think that he will be anything other than a bum. But he owned it. He said, yo, this is all on me. And he was right. And then we ran into some Philadelphia Eagles fans that blamed the entire loss on Jalen Rieger. First of all, I don't even know who Jalen Rieger is. I mean, I do. But I'm trying to give you all a breakdown (laughs) of how important he is on the team. I don't know who Jalen Rieger is. Jalen Rieger Jalen Rieger matters as much to the Eagles as the three of us do. How are you hey, blaming hey, Jalen Rieger hey, Jimmy, after the ball? You know he ain't lying three since he's saying his name wrong like 16 times. Yeah, I, don't know I, don't know, I don't know who the boy is. <laughs> Yo, but your, but your starting quarterback dropped back, dropped back, looked at someone running a dig route, and then threw it four yards ahead of him to a DB that couldn't catch, but it hit him square in the middle of the numbers. How's that Jalen Rieger's fault? How? Yeah. It's not. Okay, on to the next interception. Next interception, we run a speed out. Now, you could blame Sirianni or whatever his name is for that because why would you call a route outside the numbers? How would you, why would you call a route outside the numbers for a dude whose arm is the same as Chad Pennington's? He can't get the ball out there. But nonetheless, the guy was bracketed. He was bracket covered, and he fell down, and Bull didn't see anyone else on the field other than that receiver. So he looked at him only. He fell down and dude threw the ball anyway. There was no one there but, but, but Giants players. The corner, under, the corner undercut the route, ran the route for the receiver. The linebacker was, was, was widening for depth. He was out there, and the safety was behind him. The receiver falls down. You throw the ball anyway. That's pick number two. Pick number three was a punt. Pick number three was a punt. Was and yet again, if we want to give a, a little bit of blame to the it coach. It was a shank punt. It was a shank. My man okay. tried to run a nine route. He threw a 20-yard deep route that fluttered. His arm ain't strong enough for a punt. Because his arm ain't strong enough to box with God or to play as an NFL quarterback. Now, after all of these turnovers and not being able to score more than a touchdown, there are Eagles fans, most of them black, because black people like to protect black quarterbacks. I know. I do, too, sometimes. Black people like to protect, and they like the way this dude looks. The like, they like his intangibles. He gets up in front of the mic and says the right things. I think he got a good heart. I think he's a gamer. I think all of that. I agree with y'all. But y'all not going to sit here and say it was just a bad game. He can't read pre-snap or post-snap. His arm is weak. And he makes bad decisions. Enough said. 
yeah, Boston Scott fumbled, but Boston Scott's fumble shouldn't have meant shouldn't have meant anything if Bull hadn't given the ball away three times. Yeah, well, yes, Regal dropped the, the ball, but he had another open receiver twice on both of those drops. The number one receiver in our offense was open. Why didn't he throw? Because the ball was locked into one person, and his arm probably wasn't strong enough to go to the other side of the field. All right, I'm done, man. Well, he, ha- well, he also has this habit of when he starts to scramble, and he scrambles a lot because, you know, I guess he's considered he can't a read. quarterback. When you can't read, you scramble. He- I know, but he has this, this this habit when he scrambles of dropping his head. Now, I've noticed this several times, and a lot of times if he's running towards the sideline, he'll have his head dropped, and by the time he picks it up, it's too late to pick up any Can't see what's going on downfield. So a lot of times that ends up with, like, you know, a scramble out of bounds or a throwaway. Um, that interception you know why that is, half was terrible because with eight seconds left – you survey the field and you don't have anything, you throw it away so you can salvage the three points. But when get a field goal. He, 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 sometimes he's a little backwards because he'll throw it away in situations where you need to throw a desperation pass. Like they'll go for it on fourth down in deep in another team's territory, and he'll throw the and ball, he'll throw away the ball on away. a fourth down instead of trying to force because them in there. Like, dude, you're going to turn the ball he's over on downs anyway. Throw it away. Well but then – when you can salvage something, when you don't need to just throw the ball into a bad place, he'll throw the ball into a bad place instead of throwing away. So he makes those kind of mental errors sometimes. Um, Yo. on, on, the, on the other hand, like on the play, the one that you're talking about where, uh, where Jalen Bumass Rager, Regalore, dropped the pass, the last one of the game, and Smith was running wide open across the middle. Two things about that. Maybe at this point he understands his limitations because to make that throw, he would have had to lead him to the corner of the end zone where that was a long with his throw. arm strength, it may have taken long because it would have lofted up instead of, you know, bolt lasering over there like it was supposed to. And that safety that was barely in the picture might have had time to get into the picture. Two, right as he broke, well, he was open before that, but uh, – uh, Hertz has the tendency to hold on to the ball a little long. So at the point where he finally looked up, he had to dodge uh, a, a defender, which if he was going to make the decision to throw to Smith, if he even saw Smith at all, that took off his count by a split second, and he had to look elsewhere. Now, I, did, I, I haven't gotten a chance to see the, the, the All-22 film yet be to actually be able to see his – his face, his eyes, where he was looking on the play. From what I saw, it looked like he never even saw Smith. It looked like he was locked in, and then when the defender came, he scrambled, picked his head back up, and locked back in on the same receiver he was looking for in the first place. My thing with this is, like you said, when you talk to people who are obviously fans of the player and not just fans of the team or not just looking at the game objectively – like, they're saying stuff like, oh, this was one bad game, man. He carried the team against the Saints. I've heard that all week. First of all, every flaw that we've talked about, we've talked about it the whole season. Win or lose. The thing about Jalen Hurts that I found up until this game was Jalen Hurts lacks in a lot of areas as an NFL quarterback, but they're so safe with him that he's not going to lose you a game. This was the first time he actually lost them a game. 
because on some of these plays, they tried to stop being safe with them, which was weird because they just pounded the number one rush defense in the Saints last week into oblivion. So it's like, why do you come out in this game and put more on his shoulders against a team who's one of the bottom feeders in the league against the run, first of all? Like, some of this was a, a, a Sirianni hiccup. Like, you're putting the game into the hands of somebody who's not ready for that yet. But I think he felt, well, the fans got what they asked for. I lulled them to sleep all of these weeks with the run game. Now let me go back to what I really want to do. And he learned a hard lesson that you don't have the quarterback to do what you really want to do yet. But back to this whole Saints thing. I know I got – people say he carried the team against the Saints. Against the Saints – he was 13 of 24 for 147 yards, a 72.7 quarterback rating, but he rushed for three touchdowns. But you all know, once they get into the red zone, Jalen Hurts, is when, when they call the RPOs, he's pulling the ball because he wants to get a crack at the end zone before anybody. Fans fall for that. Fans have been falling for that since the Michael Vick days, when Michael Vick was the greatest thing since sliced bread, but couldn't pass the ball to save his life until he got with Andy Reid. And that was deep into his career, post-arrest, post-jail, all of that kind of stuff. Fans fall for that. They think a quarterback rushing for two five-yard touchdowns and a 24-yard touchdown, they think that's carrying the team. When the Eagles' running game put up 242 yards on a defense who'd only given up 72 yards per game all season. Anybody, pick four people, they could have run those touchdowns in. But since he did it, fans fall for that. So that's carrying the team, even though he did nothing in the way in the passing game. When are people going to realize, B and Jim, that quarterbacks have to be able to pass the ball? Because the whole running thing is not sustainable. You can do that. You can get that off. You can get some big first downs off of that. But if – Coming into a game, a big game, we get into the playoffs, and and that's what so, you're hitting for. People are going to scheme against that. Yeah, he's going to yeah, be able they're, to get a little bit of his, this. but in the in the crunch time, it's not going to work. So and, people and, fall and in the love whole with reason, The whole reason that I'm I'm pro Lamar is because number one, he's 76 times the athlete that Jalen is, so he's a little different. And despite the way he wears his hair. I think there's a level of IQ <laughs> in there where, and the way he speaks. I think that eventually he will be, find a balance between being a playmaker with his legs, a playmaker with his arm, and when to just manage the game. There's, there's, arm, talent, there's arm talent that Lamar has that, Jaylen, that hurts praise to God and wishes that he had. So it's like the problem that I really see with Hurts is is his IQ. But take the IQ out of it. His his arm is so weak that he almost has to become a pocket passer because his legs, although he is he's relatively fast, you don't have to scheme that much against him beating you with his arm, not just because of the IQ, but his arm is weak. So it's like, yo, you have to develop your accuracy. You have to develop your, your ability to read defenses because once, def- once people realize that you're a 4 6 type of guy, 
there are linebackers that can easily run with you, stay with you. You're asking for a whooping. Like, you could put eight in the box against this dude and just stay in it and say, beat us, make the throws. And that's what's going to happen come playoff time if he happens to be at the helm somewhere down the line because we ain't making the playoffs this year. But somewhere down the line, and he ends up at the helm of a playoff team, Yo, they're just gonna say make him throw the ball. He can't. He can't throw. And then what? Any shot of it left with that with that uh, Giants game? Um, Because Dallas, as usual, is gonna falter. But they're not gonna falter. I ain't got a lot to say about this. I don't have a lot to say about this other than the bull arm is Dookie, and I think that's pretty much. (laughs) I mean, he don't have a physical. Bull arm is Dookie. Bull eyes is Dookie. Bull reading ability. But that's the thing, though. Like. Okay, that, that's had, definitely important in, in, as an NFL Arm quarterback. Dookie. Right. That's definitely important. But some people have gotten by with a not-so-strong arm in Chad, this league. Chad, Chad Pennington made two Pro Bowls with that. There's another – yeah, there's a lot of um, other intangibles he that he, he just uh, – might, might about it. Chad Pennington was still a good quarterback. He just no, 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 no. I, I know he's a good quarterback. Yeah. I think Jimmy's talking about his arm strength. You think Bull's no, arm is weaker than Chad? Like, Bull be throwing the ball. It looks like he get hit, like he hits birds and it just like falls <laughs> ah, down. That like, be dying. Start off yo, well. that's your, yo, that joint hit a force field and just dies. Yeah, I've never seen nothing like that. Like you throw it and it's like, it looks pretty when it starts and then it's like it hits a bird and just falls. Like yo, everything is under control. That's exactly what happened. I just need people dude. to stop like falling for the whole, you know running quarterback mantra, like, thinking that somebody is good because of that. Like, y'all got to know what you're watching and realize that, Why okay, he doesn't generally lose games for you. He is a gamer. He will run and get a first down when you need it. Y'all got to stop going back and forth with these, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, no, 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 Jimmy is absolutely a million percent right. Never did so, so the crux of our frustration is we got into a debate and an argument with someone that I loosely will call a friend, a Howard University friend, and, and, and her box is hot for the young bull. So, like, she bases her judgment of – this entire circumstance and situation on three things. Number one, she thinks he's handsome. Number two, he's a member of a uh, black fraternity. And number three, he's a black running QB. So well, she literally number, took those three things and, and, and decided well, that he's one good. of the what you got to move to the front is she hated the last bull. She hated yeah, the last bull. Yeah. So this is this is Who's kind of a better. Trump situation. Besides the fact that she mm-hmm. does think the bull is handsome, this is like a Trump situation. I'm gonna just vote for anybody to get this bull out of here, um, mm. which is crazy. But the which bull, is, but like, the bull that, me, got up, that got Eagles up out of here. Eagles fans in general. Eagles fans in general. As you describe the last bull. as you describe her, why are you arguing with mm-hmm. her? You're right. You, that's well, why I said you're You right. know what? Because because right. I consider her a little right. sis, and I be trying to, you know what I mean? I be trying to, because no, she's a big listen, football fan. I be trying to look at the game the way she should look at the game, man. I got love for her. She, but listen, she still after a while, you she realize, like, this, her, but the way, this, this the way B described, Dev, 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 it ain't no argument, man. Jimmy's right. It ain't no excuse. We can't make no excuse. Yo, the way you laid out, the way you described her is like, right. I'm like you. from with y'all, yo. Yeah, yeah you are. But 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 it's the you thing right. that like I see, there's too many Eagles fans running around here. First of all, like the stuff, 
the 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 props that people refuse to give Carson Wentz for his role in the in the uh, franchise's first ever Super Bowl, like. Who are we all of a sudden to be like these kind of fans, as starved as we were? Like they acting like Bull had no part in it. Dude, if we don't have the number one seed, we don't even come close to the Bull. All right, well, here's a couple things. I can tell you this. I can tell you this. They have have dissociated him from that run altogether. Even here in Philly, no one – Completely. First of all, he was never a a likable person. He doesn't get any credit at all for anything to do with that. Um. You know what I mean? So that is what it is. Which, I mean, which you know, is bonkers. And, and like listen, him or not, like you Doug can't Williams won a Super Bowl. He ain't played the whole season, but it is what it is. <laughs> but my point is, like, um, even even to the point where I heard people say, like, yo, he didn't get a ring for that. He ain't got nothing to do with that. Like, so you know, that's that. But I mean, he's also this. This goes to show you, man. Like a lot of times in life, man. Like, yo, you just gotta be a likable person. You get away with a lot of stuff if you're likable, even if you don't have the talent. That is crazy, though. Somebody can do all the heavy lifting for the majority of a circumstance, and if you ain't there at the end, people are going to act like you had nothing to do with it, even if you were, like, the main cog in doing it. It's amazing how – I mean – And I can see some of the people who speak like this hindsight have because of the way it ended. Moment, now you're like, you like F that ball. But some of these people were like this, like, immediately, like, while it was happening, like, Yo, he's pieces, no longer right? a part we of it. We see it in basketball, right? You could put up, you could put up forty-five, ten, and fourteen. If you miss the last shot or don't come through in the clutch, people will call you a bum. <laughs> like you just ain't put up forty-five, ten, and fourteen. Yeah. Like that's people. It's that one shining moment, man. Sports fans different, man. They're different. So, so man, we'll, we'll see how this plays out, though. But there's rumors now that the Eagles are going to make acquiring Russell Wilson their number one priority in this offseason. So if these rumors are true, then it sounds like the the organization has seen enough. They've seen what they needed to know. know. You know, even though there were some fans who saw enough week one that Bull was a franchise quarterback moving forward. So do y'all think that's a good idea, though? Because, I mean, there's – Pretty much a lot of proof that looks like Russ might be a little washed at this point too. No, I mean, no, it, it, it's it, better. It, it's a dumb. But I think they'd it, be it's replacing a weak arm Russ Wilson with Russ Wilson. <laughs> like yeah, that's ironic. To I, me. I, I think he's obviously a great improvement over Hertz, but I feel like because our team is so far removed from being a playoff contender, you bring in Russell Wilson here for what? For who? For what? to quote the great Ricky Williams, for who, for what? Like, it's not like we aren't Dookie. So it's like replacing what Russ five years ago would improve us. You say that, B? In the division that we play in, I don't think they're that far off. I really don't think they're that far off in the division that we play in. No, no, no. You mean mean being that far off from winning the division. Not being a contender. Like, they jump into the playoffs and get their ass smacked by somebody. But I think think with a good, like, not even decent, you have to have a quarterback that can do a little bit of carrying for this for this squad. All right. I think I, if you I got had you. that, I, got you. I think they'd be a playoff team. But I don't right. even know. Oh, no, no, no. Russell All right. Wilson no, no, I agree. I agree. So let me ask you. So let, so let me ask you this. Are never you cool with Russ? Are you cool with Russ coming, making us a playoff team, but knowing that when we get in the, in the dance, we're gonna get smacked? Because he would make us competitive with the cow bums, and we may be able to, you know, eke something out. But he doesn't make us a contender. 
not at this stage of his career. No, which is why I don't think it's necessarily a good idea. Now, they're yeah. looking the, – the, the reason that that's being looked at as an option is because this draft – of course, the draft when we got six million picks is rather weak with quarterback talent. Yep. I mean, but, of course it is. But if you get a good enough pick, I say you just go up and grab one. I just I say you go up and grab one. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Mac Jones, even though a first rounder wasn't that highly touted, he looks decent Mac right Jones. now. Mac Jones looks decent right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, he looks like he could be it. Now oh, we don't know if it's just <laughs> him or because he's in the- with coaches who are considered goats of the business, or at least one coach, and and whatever he does with his staff and whatever aura he has, he might be able to make somebody who's not the greatest talent, like he did with Tom Brady, into somebody that's really good. I don't know if we – I'm pretty sure we don't have that here. But at this point, you still – you go up and grab one. You you use that pick. If, unless there's something yeah. better than Russ the Eagles and younger Eagles than Russ Wilson that's picks, out there for yeah. the trade. I mean, it's, I wouldn't go with Russell Wilson. I mean, that isn't, I, I agree with B. Austin. It's not really going to take you anywhere. Maybe what you want a couple more games, so what? All right, what I do is I'll take the highest pick on a quarterback and then build with them other picks instead of giving them all up no, let me, let me, for a quarterback let me, that might be tell you what I do. I'll tell you what I do with all the picks the Eagles got. I might mess around and take two quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> one hey, hey. One of y'all work out. Hey, remember Washington did that. In 2012. Yo, Eagles got like 50 <laughs> picks, yo. Washington did that yeah, in 2012. Yeah, the, one that they, the one that they traded all the picks to go up and get is out of the league, you know, about the right, writing tell-all books. And, and, the, and, other and the other and the other ball is is the second-ranked QB, according to Q, QBR. Right. Yo, I mean, on, according to QBR, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is having a the the season year. and a half. Oh, it was Cousins. Okay, it was Cousins. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was Cousins. Oh. I, I ain't mad at that either, though. Jim. Like, you know, take a couple of them. Take, take, somebody, take somebody who's projected as a first-rounder, even though they're saying, you know, any first-round quarterbacks in this draft don't equal first-round quarterbacks in prior drafts. Nice. Take somebody who's considered a first-rounder, and then maybe in the third round or something like that, take somebody that's, that you think could be good but is less touted, just like – they did with Cousins, just like Seattle did with Russell Wilson in the first place, because you never know. And and the second dude might end up being the better dude, like Washington, like, you know, all these other teams. So that's not a bad idea with all the picks that they got. Um, and you yeah, want to keep throwing this out there, but Tom them. Brady was a six or seventh round, six, seventh round pick. So, I mean, you're not going to hit on hey, that listen, man. like that, but you never know. <laughs> Mac listen, take a flyer. All the picks y'all got, like all the picks you got, like just try it. I don't, and I don't dislike Hurts. You revert him back to backup status, um, and and you know, go from there. But I don't necessarily think he has to be off the team. Yo, it's funny, but you you experiment. He was never drafted to be your franchise quarterback. He got a shot at being that. I don't think he's gonna be that. Give him some more time Yo, if you it's want. Funny, I don't it's think funny he's going to be. I never did. Dev, because I don't, I don't dislike him either. I don't dislike. I don't dislike him either. Like I think he's an alright dude, like you said. And I kind of referenced. Like once I calmed down, because I had to calm down after that Giants game, 
I say, yeah, boy, is kind of a gamer. Like, he'll do what's necessary to get a first down, to get a win. You know, he definitely he definitely trying to uh, get the shine because he's he not trying to get a ball up to the running back. He said, I'm a running back. You know why, though, because um, he got to put together a resume that's going to fool people. If this doesn't work out, yeah. his numbers yeah, – remember, we, we talk about this every week. His numbers are always – even though his passing numbers don't jump off the page at you, but his overall numbers are going are to decent. look – Better yeah. than what he actually is, and peep some. Yeah, he he, he trying ball. I don't yeah, dislike you know. him. I don't dislike him, but just ain't he it. Got to get out of here though. <laughs> I mean, but I think one of, of the biggest things is right, um, and y'all kind of said this too, is I I think that because he's a gamer and because he can run, he got, you got to scheme around that, like. You you just gotta do a better job of coaching it, like in, in to, to quote the great Andy Reid. You gotta um you know put him in a better position to win, like you as a coach. No, but you, you know what? Take, you, you don't, you're right. I, I actually you're, think you're right. they tried that though. They tried. Remember, yeah, this they tried. RPO thing no, no, is because Jimmy. of his strengths, but boy, like to no, pull Jimmy. the ball too much. Listen. He want to be a passer. Jimmy. He want to. He want to drop back. Like that's the other problem. Him. Like he's a gamer, but he's stupid. Like if you got a weak arm, you can't be stupid. He's <laughs> not that bright. No. Yeah. He's All, right, All I'm so, saying is, I feel, I feel like, I feel like if he, you know, got with the right coach, that is something there. I don't know if he can be, you know, a dude that's going to light the league up in terms of passing, but I think he has enough talent to get some dubs. Mm-hmm. Enough um, talent. Nah, even though even every though time he throws the ball, it's like he's throwing in in a winner game, in a in a win game, and it don't even got to be no wind blown. To me, he's not even as good as Tyrod. No, he's not. No, he's not. Hey, Tyrod, yeah. T-Mobile. Tyrod, Tyrod. T-Mobile gets rich. busy. No, T-Mobile regresses like every game. Like in the middle busy. of the game, like, <laughs> T-Mobile will have one drive and just like regress the very next drive. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And that's why Jalen is still he – ha- he still has value because he hasn't gotten to the point. I'm not going to – I'm not going to – Put him at that point because of one game. He hasn't gotten to the point where he's going to lose you football games. He lost them this game against the the Giants. I mean, come on, the greatest quarterbacks in history are going to lose you games sometimes. Like I've seen Peyton Manning throw five interceptions in a game. I've seen you know Aaron Rodgers stink it up every once in a while. The only thing is about saying those names and making that comparison is that he hasn't earned you know he hasn't earned that benefit of the doubt yet. But as careful as they are with him and as cautious as he is, because he's going to make a read, if it's not there, he's going to run. So most of the time, he's not going to lose you the game. He's just not going to go out there, unless it's with his feet, he's not going to go out there and win you a game. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we'll see how that goes, man. But, and we'll see if Russ Wilson is the answer. I really don't think he is. But going to another player who's uh, always hurts, <laughs> Your boy Christian McCaffrey came back from a yeah. three, four week stint on the IR. Now he is on the IR and will miss the remainder of the season because of an ankle injury. Now, this question has to be thrown out there. Maybe not, is he one? We know what his talent is and we know what he is when he's on the field, but is he on his way to bust town because he can't stay on the field? Is he and even like even if you're even no. if they're not going to give him that no. title, is he going to be a, a cautionary tale like he no. is a waste of talent? 
because you Here's saw when for, for, for a few, for a few he reasons. damn near the best player oh, in the league when he can play, but he can't. Yeah. All I was going to say is he's not on his way to being a bust because he's already a bust. Um, <laughs> and I'm probably and I'm probably oh, saying that I'm a little though. salty because he yeah he is on my fantasy been team. on your fantasy squad more than one season. Yeah, we got he, we got a keeper league, so he's my keeper. Like, but you know, so he's, he's done nothing. He's done nothing but you're let us down. You can't. Answer so I know you're gonna be real skeptical about keeping him again, and then you're gonna let him go, and he's gonna. Stay oh no, he's not. He's he's race. done. I'm done with him. And this is this is what I get for trusting the white man because that's my fault. Like I should have known. Like at running back. Hey, like, yeah, I, what, I, what, I, what, I, what I look like? He's gonna stay healthy for the rest. He gonna he gonna his health is gonna turn to Tiki Barber's fumbles. He's going to learn to like, deal with it. I blame myself. And he's going to be like, – I, I, I drafted a white running back. Yeah, you did. When, when, when I drafted a white running back, I got nobody to blame on myself. Which is, which is very – which is rare, it seems. But when healthy, he's so dynamic and so productive, there's no way to label him a bust at this point. He, he's too good to be labeled a bust. But will he but realize? I think, that, I think there's potential? different levels of busts, right? Because sometimes when you say bust, it's like, yo, they're a bum. They didn't leave up the expectations. But you could right. be a bust through the injury, right? It doesn't He's mean you're not bust. great when you play. That, you, injury you know bust. how we always say, like, there should be different categories in the Hall of Fame. Like, there should be different yeah. rooms. If he's going to be labeled a bust, he has to be an injury bust. You know what I mean? Because like, he was the boy, was the boy in basketball that played for Portland that was dumb nice, but he got injured and couldn't play no more. Yeah, Brandon. Um, uh, Brandon, Brandon Roy, Roy. Yeah. you can't Brandon don't Roy. say that. Yo, his name don't say that. Yo, no, that boy made the All Star team every year he played, even though it was only. Yo, four. His name don't even get mentioned no more. Like yeah, injury bust, nice, people but forgot about him. Injury and it bust. took us three seconds to remember his name. Like um, Brandon, Brandon, yo, yeah, Brandon Roy, that boy. They wrote him out the league, yo. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just because yeah. it was me I trying mean, to remember. You know, you I definitely tell the story without him. Yeah, because he. It's a shame. I mean, I guess. I mean. Most people wouldn't, but can you put Derrick Rose in that category? He was able to get his one MVP that a lot of people think Derrick Rose, been according to the fans, is like a legend. Like He's still a legend. Derrick Rose like, Derrick, is stature. Derrick Rose and, and the crazy part about his stature, season, and yo, the crazy part about his stature is not just the fans. It's his, his, his colleagues, too. Like, his co- that's yo, what goes about being, yo, the players that's what goes about being a likable dude. So much dude, respect for dude. Rose is crazy. Rose going to the Hall of Fame deserves like Derrick Derek Rose to me wasn't better than and didn't even have a better career than Grant Hill. Grant Hill was mm. giving Mike and Scotty problems when he was healthy. He just didn't win yeah. an MVP because Mike was still in the league. Derrick Rose I mean, was able to yeah. out yeah. an MVP. That too. But Derrick Rose, because of the MVP, people hold him in higher regard. Derrick Rose, in my opinion, does not go over Grant Hill in the history of basketball. I don't even know if he's I mean, close. that's possible, but, but people I'm telling you, that it's, it's the, the fans as well as his peers. He is beloved. Oh, I know. And, I know. And, and the crazy part is, like, I mean, that just goes what we've been talking about, man. Listen, you, you be a nice person in the world, man. You can get away with some stuff that, you know, if you're an a-hole – you know what I mean? Barry Bonds is probably the greatest baseball player to ever live, and no one even cares. And they don't even they don't even mention him near the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds yeah, in the Hall of Fame don't even go in the same sentence and bull the best ever. Yo, Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame twice for like pre Roy's and post Roy's. <laughs> yeah, he should get a skinny Barry plaque and then a, a, a diesel Barry plaque. Pause. All right. So keeping with our theme of hurts, 
<laughs> has Father Time finally started to line Brian up? Now, I'm not saying, you know, because his latest stint on the injured list is health and safety protocol. Uh, rumor has it that LeBron has a, you know, positive COVID test. So LeBron got the vid. Hopefully it ain't the, what you call it, Jim, the Omarion variant. Omarion. Unicron variant. Omarion. The, the Unicron. Hope it ain't got the Unicron. that because, you know, that's supposedly very defiant to these vaccines that we've been taking. And I'm Yo, not trying to, you I know, can't, I I can't, I'm not trying to get 90 different fish. kind of vaccines. I ain't trying to experience the little fizz. I don't want yeah, the little fizz nah, version of this, you know. Right. And it's here now. There's a couple of cases in the United States, so it's here now. Um, is Father Time finally lining Brian up, though? Because before this stint, you know, he was on, you know, he was out for a couple of games with, for, for like eight games or something else. Um, in his first 15 seasons, Brian missed 71 games. And the last four seasons, he's missed 71 games. Is, is, is Father Time lining him up or, or what? No, no. Brian is a part-time NBA player. I've been saying this for years. Like you gotta watch it. Like right. every, yo, every time Brian get injured, a new deal gets announced. That was that Brian was about to be my Brian question forget. too, Jim. Brian is on a different legacy yeah. schedule right now. The only thing is important yeah. to Brian is championships. Is the chip. So could it be that yo. Brian has figured it out? Like even though I'm disrespecting the game and I'm disrespecting the fans, the regular season is not important. If I can stay in and we can hover enough to get in the playoffs, the teams that I put together, no matter what the seeding is, are good enough to compete for a championship. Do you think that's what it is? And now every little nick he's going to sit out for and get healthy because it's just not yo, worth it at this yo, point? You know, yo, you know, that, I, you know I'm, the resident, I'm the resident Bron, I'm the resident Bron hater. Before this season, even though he's, he's in the last 10 games, he's averaging 25.8 points a game, five five boards and seven assists. He had a game of 23 points, 39 points, 30, and 33. Now, is he falling off? Yeah, but it's kind of like when we had that conversation about Randy Moss going to the Raiders. When you run a 4-2-5 and you lose half a step, that means you run a 4-3-5, and you're still faster than everybody. He, he, he's, he think, is Because when I ask about think Ron, he is. And Father Tom, I'm not even really talking about his game. Like, the way Bron is structured, he could probably still get his numbers until the day he walks off of the court. He dies. Like, he, he's <laughs> never, I don't think LeBron is ever going to be uh, averaging 13 points and, and, you know, four rebounds. I don't think Bron is ever going to be that. When I'm talking about him getting lined up is the fact that Bron was always a cyborg. He would never get hurt. LeBron mm-hmm. was the type of dude – He'll twist his ankle. The replay will make you say ill, and then by the second half, LeBron is back out there dunking on dudes. That <clears> right, here's I my mean thing. Though. When I asked about LeBron, and first off, I want to preface this point by saying shout out to our brother Vibe, man, love is love. But at the same time, I blame all this on Popovich, man. And oh, actually, right. I don't blame Popovich. Yeah. I blame the fans for real, for real, because Popovich realized that yo, this regular season is a waste. All we care about at the end of the day is who won the chip. Everybody else is a failure and a loser. So, therefore, you know, we're going to take games off. We're going to, we're going to pace ourselves so when it really matters, we can play. The problem is, like everything else, these players have gotten so much control. They pretty much do whatever they want to do in this league. You got – it ain't just Brian. Multiple cats that play part-time. Like, they'll straight sit out, won't play. You see Ben Simmons and John Wall. Like, they, they, they do whatever they want to do. 
um, Yo. is, um, your man, your man, your man, your man, John Wall. Speaking of John mute? Wall, still even in the league. Yeah, he he's the worst of them. But your man John Wall has crafted a YouTube career of him busting people ass in like workouts. Yeah, he be going crazy. Like he don't even play in the league. He don't even play in the league no more. He just gets other NBA players and puts them in the torture rack. <laughs> and Yo, it has a, and has a top 10 contract. Over $30 million, has he a top 10 contract for YouTube that. torture rack he, sessions. He, he made, he made, is, he made $30 million dollars to practice. And he be Yo, killing <laughs> in practice. He be cooking. Yo, he be cooking. Yeah, he nice. Yo, he the nicest dude on Instagram and YouTube. He put up a post, the last post he put up, which was funny, because he put free John Wall. I'm like, free, though? They paying you to stay home. <laughs> right. So, you know, like, it is man. what it is, man. Definitely. Yo, he put a but, he put you know, a but, uh, he posts he posts up something for one of the exclusive workouts practice. with him putting uh <laughs> with him putting Dev Ball the, the defensive ball John, Ben Simmons in the torture rack. I was like, yo, oh John Wall still got it. Like we talking time. about practice, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice, practice, man. <laughs> That's John. But now he's but but like Jimmy said, they do what they want because this was his thing. He said, I no longer want to play for the team. So I'm gonna sit out while y'all try to shop me. Houston's cool with it because Houston's trying to lose. They're they're in their quote unquote process right now. But now, again to Jimmy's point of these dudes can do what they want, John Wall is now saying to the Rockets, uh, let's put a plan together so I can play a little bit. And they don't have a choice but to say, Okay, we are paying you a lot of money, so Let's get something together. So they're currently working on something where he can play a little bit. <laughs> my man it, got it's bored. Crazy yeah, my man got bored. It's like, yeah, I'm tired of collecting thirty million for nothing, man. Let me play a little right. bit. Shout out to he's honorable. Shout out to uh, Rich Paul, um, and also shout out to the, the, their little series, Clutch Academy. I've been watching. I watched the first two episodes of that. But shout out to him because he's fully. He gets full credit for changing the league and you know the players taking. The, the power that they've taken so far. So, you know, he's he's showcasing his next batch of, of power players on his uh, show, Clutch Academy. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched that. that yet, but I'm, I'm going to do it, though, because uh, I know Hank's yeah, talking about do. it, too, so I'm going to definitely do. tune in. I'm going to tune in so we can talk about it on here. I only had, like, one or two episodes, right? Two so far, yeah. Um, so, y'all, okay. man, Michael Porter Jr., who just signed one of the bigger contracts in the NBA, um, He's out for the season. He had back surgery. But remember, he came into the league with a bad back. So, you know, shame on Denver. <laughs> but at this point, like, yeah. he's a held hostage. My man got a bad back. Don't pay him. My bad, my Somebody man, else is going to pay him. My man got a bad back from carrying all them Trump supporters and white women on his back. Hi, <laughs> yo. Hey, Deb, did you watch that video I uh, sent you the other day? Um, uh, shout to the boy uh, Jimmy High Roller on uh, YouTube. He got the, one of the illest YouTube channels. He does the basketball breakdowns. When he was talking about uh, Jokic. Oh hey, yeah, Jokic, yeah, I yeah. I did. How he's like the best player in the league and nobody cares. Best player in the league and don't nobody care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was bringing that up because you know one of the things is like you know when Michael Porter is out there, they're a different team. But you know once again, Michael Porter don't be out there. Yeah, yeah. So, Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. We'll see how how all that goes. That's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. All right, um, yo, Cassie getting paid to rehab these days, man. They, yo, they get thirty million to go to LA Fitness. Right, and the, and the thing was like they knew 
Like, Michael Porter, like, you knew once he signed the contract, he wasn't going to play more than five games after he signed it. But um, stat of the week, man, on his first basket against the Celtics last Wednesday night, y'all man um, Kevin Durant, a.k.a. Ashy Kevin, he surpassed Allen Iverson and moved into 25th place on the NBA's all-time scoring list. So uh, shout-out to Kev. I think he has something over, like, 24,000 points already. Um, he gave AI his props, talking about how, you know, AI was the guy when he was growing up and they would go outside to play and everybody would try to imitate and emulate um, Allen Iverson. And Kevin was like, look, I have my plan, you know, to get to the NBA and do this stuff. But when you actually do it and you, your name starts getting up there with players like Allen Iverson and stuff like that, it just its a different feeling. Um, it's kind of surreal. So shout out to KD. Uh, He's going to pass a whole lot more people on that list before it's all said and done. Yeah, absolutely. KD is yeah. a beast. But, yo, it, it was shocking to me that AI was 25th. I don't know why in yeah. my head I got AI, like, top 10. Like, in my head he's in top, top 10, but I never well, realized he was that far back. Because of the longevity thing, you know, after a certain amount of years, AI just turned into a caricature because he didn't want to come off the bench and, and average. Yo, 15. AI was wild in Memphis. Like, what were you doing in Memphis, B? Memphis <laughs> AI is nasty. Yo, and then only played three games there. Yeah, he was just trying anything at that time. Remember, after Memphis, he went to Turkey. Yo, he played that made, games me, that Turkey, made me sad, man. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. That made yeah, me so sad, man. Ended, it was definitely, definitely sad. Then he came back to Philly. <laughs> no, man. That, and, and balled a little bit, and then gone. all of a sudden, he was just done. You don't even know why. I'm going to steal, I'm a steal, I'm a steal off when I see Rip, because Rip, Rip the reason why. He refused to go to the bench when my man hit uh, Detroit, <laughs> and the coach there was Yo, well, hold was up, Richard Head. It's a lot of sad. It's a lot of sad footage like that because Emmitt Smith with the Cardinals was sad, but the saddest one of all time is that one pick that always goes viral when you see like Hakeem Olajuwon with the Raptors and then getting guarded oh, by man. Patrick Ewing with the Magic. That picture is oh, bad. Oh man, that's that a photo. That's a, that's a time period that you want to forget about. A lot of people have that's a disgusting oh. picture. Well, let's 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 that talk about real deplorable. quick. Just give thirty seconds to something that Jimmy brought up, because honorable mention is Emmett. Uh, I enjoyed every second of it. It, it was a proud moment for me. But when when, when, Roy Williams, when Roy Williams when Roy Williams hit dude in the hole, and Bull came to the presser afterwards and cried and talked about life and his daughter and finding peace in the Tibetan mountains, yo, I was happy. Oh, man, yo, boy, hit that man. Yo, the funny thing is, Emmett had a couple of nice games, but it's just nasty seeing him in the Cardinals uniform. Like, any, like, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a lot of nastiness, man. Like, you know. Well, I hate unless it you, like, so, Tom Brady. Yo, I ain't really care, but I get it. I, yeah, I, I get it. Saying. I get it. I get it. I get it. But, like, you know, unless you're Tom Brady and you just go somewhere else and then, like, you start a whole other legacy. Win another bowl. Or, <laughs> Maybe two. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, our quote of the week, man. And this goes back to something we said in the open, or at least when we were reading uh, uh, Drop for, for uh, my bookie. Um, the quote of the week, quote, they better stay in line and don't come down there and start trouble. Miami is my city. It's my city. And these words came from Udonis Haslam. Upon hearing that the Jokic brothers may attend the Nuggets heat game in Miami, um, they did end up doing that. Like I said, like when the game was starting, they, they pulled up rolled up behind the Nuggets bench and I think you know whole new that game took on a whole new R because they say they could talk all they want but I'm pretty sure a lot of them Heat players got a little shook (laughs) 
before the game started, and it, and it kind of turned around. There ain't no problem with Serbian. So y'all, you know, do y'all believe Udonis? I mean, he always yeah, talked tough, had especially in though. in Miami. Giannis. Like, hey, listen, y'all man, think what he wants that smoke, or he just talking because he know it wasn't gonna be no smoke? Oh no, listen, Udonis is plugged in with the Sapase boy, so I, yeah, I believe... he down. Nah, he down with uh with the Zos. He's a Zo. Yeah, so he's he in the, he's he in the mob. In, so I think that he's very comfortable down there. So he would have had them Haitian boys there chopping that whole place up. So one of the, one of the, oh, word on the street is one of the reasons why Udonis is still around. Because, uh, you know, ain't got nothing to do with basketball. When the last time Udonis played basketball? Udonis can Udonis talk about that. an organization. Oh, y'all want me to leave? I want to get paid. So make sure I get paid. <laughs> okay, Udonis. We're, we're sorry. Um, so, speaking of that, though, right, I was thinking about something, right? So Pat Riley has this, like, thing about, you know, this thing that he preaches about, like, family and people who are, like, his guys. And he always gets them opportunities and yada, yada, yada. And I was thinking about, like, his level of success. Now, this is a side topic, and I know we shouldn't be having side topics because uh, we're trying to get through the agenda, but it's a question for you. So is Pat Riley the most successful person in the history of the NBA? Like overall? Hmm. Overall. It's a, it's a good question. I mean, the names come up a red hour back, obviously, Michael, Magic. But overall, this dude has Pat, literally won at Pat every – um, He won as a player. Player? How about I say he, he won as a player? He won as a player. Yes, he won as a player. He won multiple. He won multiple chips with uh, at, with different teams. He's won as an executive as well. Might still be Holden Phil, even though position. Phil was trash as an executive. Between those well, two, Phil was due to as an executive. Yeah, he was due to as an executive. Yeah, That's the thing because Pat he, he has wins been successful at everything at every every level. Like Yo, he won as a Phil team, may have won more because of what he did as a coach, but. He wasn't good at every level. So I, I, would, I would probably have to say it is Pat Riley. It has to be. I was thinking about that. I'm like, yo, because even as an executive, he won as a GM at one point, and then he moved up as a president, hired as somebody. President. Like, he's won yeah. at pretty much every level. So the next thing, when Arizona or whoever owns the, the Heat now gives him a piece of the team and he's an owner, and they win their next chip, then it's not even going to be a question at that point. But Yeah, I think yeah he Phil may have won more, I think the part, part but he got to a certain level president, and he, he got was a straight dude. <laughs> That's because that was about him, like, you know, in his, in his uh, you know, he was he was a sheep boy, so he was uh, messing with old girl. So and Phil, shout out Phil to, was um, bringing, uh, you know, sand to the beach. Skyview, back when we was talking about Brandon Roy, he said Brandon Roy is coaching his high school team at Nathan Hale in Seattle. Oh, okay. um, so shout out, hey, shout out to him, family? man. Yeah, what could have been. That's, yeah, we found right, so him. Scotty, man, we we found him. Neil glad, found glad, him. To, glad to see you healthy and alive, man. We was worried about you, bro. I was getting ready to send you a text message, man. Yeah, we couldn't. We didn't see you on the book. I, the, but I, I think I think yeah, Scott, I you the and the Peruvians um, are trying to do you in. No, nah, I think Zuckerberg just did him in. Officer Zuckerberg, I think he, he in jail. Facebook jail. Yeah, <laughs> I think Officer. He ain't he ain't paid them yet. Pretty much. All right, so before we talk about what happened when y'all were on the Grizz Naive, we are going to take a quick call because, you know, we got to get the homie uh, Tobias's call in every week no matter what. But it's going to be short this week, Tobias. We try and get out of here. That's why we changed the time of the show today. But uh, Tobias out in Arizona, man, rolled them tied barely. They had a hey. close running, man. What's up with your boys, man? Hey, not only is it going to be a bad weekend when we play Georgia, but the basketball team plays at Gonzaga Saturday, too. Woo! Uh, Man, that's a lot of loss. That's a, a lot of loss. Could be, could be a bad week for you. 
Ooh, See, but the, hey, I already really got the moonshine ready. He don't ready. really think they're going to lose to Georgia, man. This is We've we, we, we recognized this is his thing. Uh, he does the like reverse that. psychology yeah, don't. thing. Emotionally? I mean, all of his teams won chips last year, so it works. Hey, to buy, to as buy, a fan and being emotional, I'm going Georgia's, down with the ship. Georgia's oh, yeah, defense yeah. is the best in the world right now. But they yeah. offense Bar is none. equally as bad as their defense is good. I think what the problem is with Alabama, that right tackle they had is a turnstile. Man, I ain't seen nobody let folks in like that as the white people did in the Capitol building in January 6th. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo! Hey, dude, right? but the thing is that it, it does make me impress with Bryce Young, though, because when he declares for the NFL draft after next season, the hot take media can't say he had the best offensive line, the best receivers, the best running back. He's making it happen when it's a team. Like, this Alabama team is going to be better next year. A lot of youth on the team, and Georgia's a veteran team. Uh, the key is blocking Georgia, giving him enough time, and dumbass, I mean, Bill O'Brien, having to run a hurry-up offense with pace. If your offensive line is struggling, you have to speed the game up. You can't let them anticipate the snap count, and that's your only way. Because this kid, he, either he's going to win a Heisman tomorrow or Alabama's going to be in the Sugar Bowl, and hopefully they decide they want to play that game. All right. Well, all right. What, else, what else you got? Because we got to get out uh, of here today. So yeah, I, I forgot. You actually love your family. We said we were rushing for our families. Oh, anyway, yeah, hey, I got to say this. One, I'm going I don't, to the like the early signing period is the reason, like, like Brian Kelly and Lincoln Ryan had to go so soon. But I'm glad a brother got a Notre Dame job. If these coaches could get a $100 million contract, yeah, you got money to pay, give the players salaries if you got the money for that. that to be honest with y'all on that one. And my last thing is before I run, uh, Michael Porter Jr. did have the dumbest contract ever by the Nuggets. Uh, Derrick Rose, the first all-star after on the Bulls since Michael Jordan. And, by the way, why the hell are the Houston Rockets negotiating with John Wall when you want to play? Ain't he on the contract? Yeah. But, that, but that's what I said. But, that, but that's the thing. They didn't really care that he didn't want to play because they want to lose games anyway. But at this point, now that he's expressing that he wants to play, like teams have to save face. Because like Jimmy yeah. said, like we're in the era of player power, like empowerment. The players hold all the cards these days. So if he say, I want to play, they got to say, damn, we didn't really want him to play. We were paying him all this money to, to sit his ass down, but we got to let him play if he asked to play because we're in a rebuilding mode, so we got to look player friendly to anybody who might be looking at the yeah. Houston Rockets when we get halfway decent. And that's, oh, that's yeah, how yeah. these players hold these dudes hostage we always think what leverage does the player have to do this the leverage is we're in the you know we're in the era of maximum free agency so they have to look attractive to anybody in order to get free agents to come their way when they do become a, a good team yeah so, and you're right and and i gotta, gotta leave me Austin with this one now y'all know i've been against Jalen hurts even as alabama didn't think he was that good but it could be worse 
you could have a coach that be giving him multiple big time ten plus million dollar year contracts like the Saints did Taysom Hill, even though this guy's a broke Cordero Patterson. And I cannot wait to see the count. Hey, so there are people in a hot take media swear this guy is good, and I cannot Yo. wait until watching that game Yo. tonight. Yeah, <laughs> Taysom, Taysom, Taysom is pretty bad at the quarterback position, um, and I do definitely believe that's white privilege. There's a strong arm now. Of black athletes. <laughs> no, it ain't. Oh, his arm, his arm way stronger than hurts. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. It's it's not something that hurts them when he throws unless he's throwing it to the other team. But he, he can hit the deep ball. Nah, I ain't yeah, he, yeah. he can throw the ball. But you got to remember, guy, Jalen Hurts <laughs> doesn't throw with a tenth of patience. You have to throw with a tenth of patience in the league. It's throwing like Taysom. He's a pit. He ain't Kirk Cousins. The, the reason why the completion percentage is overrated. Hey, third or 15 game on the line. Kurt's throwing a five-yard pass. But, hey, he got a 7% completion percentage. And so, well, I, I, mm-hmm. I think – And I think that's that overrated. Bias is Donovan McNabb has a career that many argue should be a Hall of Fame career, and he never threw an anticipation his whole life. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, hey, but I know you guys got to run, man. And, and, by the way, guys, you guys have a good one. And I will be drunk Saturday morning, and I'm glad I didn't have to block my mom and my sister after that game Saturday night. Because so I was ready. <laughs> All right, man. We holler All right, All right, bro. All right. Yeah, man. Um, and shout out again to Skyview in the chat room. Um, uh, he asked what pick was Justin Herbert. Just, Justin Herbert was the sixth overall pick in the league. He got the potential. He messed around be the best quarterback in the league one day. Um and Skyview also, Jim, he said, yeah, he in Facebook jail. He said they put – he said that they said he put porn on his page. He was like, I guess after 14 years on Facebook, I just up and decided to post porn on my page. Knowing Facebook and the reason they be putting people in jail, like he probably had like pictures of boxers or something. They shirts all fighting. And they probably said that, that Yo, I did y'all, have y'all ever wondered how I haven't gone to Facebook jail? Because I have. I, I, I don't know how I do. I do. Yeah. I never like me. Like I, I, I never. It's never a problem for me. I don't even post anything anymore. I just post pictures family about my kids just to keep you know family that that don't live in town with us keep them abreast of what's going on with the kids. So that's about and all. Like, I don't even talk about and advertisements. I don't even talk about sports on my personal page anymore. Like you know, I've never post. People be posting about the Eagles and all this. I haven't posted really about the Eagles since before the Super Bowl. Like during the whole Super Bowl season, I would just post like before the game, go Eagles. And then, you know, after they actually won the Super Bowl, you know, you had to get it off a little bit on that. But I haven't really posted personally about sports since like back then. Um, Yeah, it kind of is what it is. All right, so, Jim, what happened this week, good brother, while everybody was on the Grizz Naik? Yes, sir, and while you're on the Grizz Naik, it's brought to you by Digital Extreme Tech. Listen, you need a custom website, go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and say, ear. Simple as that. All right, real quick. Um, Robert Griffin III, a.k.a. <laughs> Pop Rolls and Tootsie Pops, um, he said he's going to release a tell-all book where he's going to tell you about, you know, that organization known as the WFT um, and how, you know, they tried to, like, you know, take his mangina from him. So uh, 
you know, he made the announcement, got a lot of attention, so everybody wants to see what he's going to say. And now Washington fans, who once called him Black Jesus, are turning on him. Uh, yeah, I mean, they don't want the dirt. They, you know, they don't want the dirt to come out about their organization. But, yo, it's crazy. Um, I guess this might be him throwing in the towel on his career because, you know, mm-hmm. as late as, you know, earlier this season, he still was kind of like. Three months ago. Yeah, he's still kind of like, you know, if anybody need me, I'll still work out. He even said something recently about Washington when he thought that they might need a quarterback when uh when your man went down. He was talking about going back there, knowing all along his manuscript was already with the publisher, and he's about to expose their whole uh, their whole organization. But the tell-all book is about his whole time in Washington, not just the fact that he claims that there was some sexual harassment pointed his way. Um, he's going to talk about everything. He's going to talk about the coach. Um, he's going to talk about ownership. He's going to talk about everything, front office, the city. So it's, it's going to be crazy. Um, and the book is called Surviving Washington. So I, I'm not even going to front like I'm not. Yo, that sounds like R. Kelly jump. <laughs> like, right. But he said, I'm going to tell you the truth of what happened in that playoff game in 2012 against Seattle. I'm going to detail the medical mismanagement that I received during my time in Washington. I'm going to open your eyes to the sexual harassment that permeated the walls of that building and give you a deep dive into the power struggle between one of the most powerful coaches in all of sports and an owner that many of you want gone. So he said they, he, he said the, the truth will set you, three, set you free. So here it is, unfiltered. So I guess I don't know. I can't front like I'm not interested. Just like I'm interested in Scotty's book, I might be, you know, I might sit down, grab me some pop rocks and and tootsie pops, tootsie pops, and sit down and mm-hmm. read or listen. That's to probably more. Tootsie that's probably pop. more interesting than Scotty's book. To be honest, I don't know. <laughs> probably more. I'm, Yo, I'm shout out to Adrian Peterson signing with the uh, the Seahawks practice squad. Uh, it hurts to see you there, but if you're happy, I'm happy. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. he really did that. Exactly. Yeah, why is he doing that, yo? <laughs> Can't give it get up. Rid- Remember how close he was though to that record, but he's still not gonna get enough burn with anybody to get there. So mm-hmm. I don't know. He got to get real lucky to get in the position to get that record. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. All right, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. Anyway, um, <laughs> like, White oh, girls and wedding rings. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <my bad>. Yo. <laughs> Yo, man, um, Notre Dame um, is elected to hire the defensive coordinator uh, who's a man with melanated skin. Like, what's, what's good with Notre Dame, yo? Wow. I mean, we he, saw uh, them go down this path before. before. They, yeah, they, they had a black uh, a black coach that they blamed everything on. Yeah, so yeah, Marcus Freeman, like defensive coordinator. Like There's still allegedly though, Jim, all the all the publications and and all of that saying that that's who they're going to hire. But I still haven't heard a report that they've made it 100 um, <laughs> percent um, legit yet because there's also was the source. This is probably Sean King. But I know. But there's also buzz like they were interested 
and the coach at Cincinnati, they're interested in trying to pry him away. But everybody keeps saying, okay, well, that buzz is over. You can say you can say goodnight to all of that because they're hiring defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman. But I don't know what's taking so long to make the announcement, you know, official. Maybe they're trying to get contract terms together, or maybe they're trying to make one last push to see if dude is possibly going to be free after this season because he's doing a great job with Cincinnati right now. I believe they're ranked, um, they're playoff ranked. Notre Dame, of course, is a much more, uh, you know, desirable destination for for a head coach than than it's. So they're gonna leave him basically just uh, in limbo. They're gonna do failures there. I, I don't know. Everybody claimed he that he has the job. I just haven't heard. You know, anybody out there listening, correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't heard an official announcement yet. I just keep hearing that that's what they're gonna do. That's what they plan to do. That's what they might do. Um, and it's happening because Brian Kelly bolted on them because LSU's coach, um, LSU needs a coach. So he he's bolting on Notre Dame for LSU. Oh. Told what his players to over the, the weird voice, right? Yeah. Um, what happened to both? Um, <laughs> uh, Ogeron. So, Yo, yeah, he, he was down he, there doing the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars head coach uh, business times 10. Yeah, what happened to him though? Um, he 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 announced that he's not going to coach in the upcoming bowl game. Um, they reached a separation agreement. Basically, he's asked this year. The team is asked this year, and like they do for those guys, they allow them to have a cordial separation instead of saying "I got fired." So basically, you know, they wanted him gone, okay. but they gave him his dignity. Unlike they do for everybody out there, so so he's gone now. Brian Kelly jumped at the opportunity, told his players over like a message, like a text, like a group text, and told them I'll you know, I'll be flying <laughs> Yo, back to South Bend absolutely. tomorrow, and I'll talk to you guys in person. But you know, sorry you had to hear it this way. <laughs> blah blah blah. But right, we got a brother, another brother in Notre Dame. So you know, I'm giving him two Allegedly. years if he not. If he not in the if allegedly if he not in the in the chip game in two years, y'all know how that's gonna end. Um but Yeah, I'll give him a season and a half. Yeah, all right, so Mac Jones, he filed for the MJ ten trademark. He's following the T B twelve. Mac Jones he's with T B two, but he's, he's following the uh the blueprint. So MJ ten, you know what I'm saying? So shout to uh, Mac Jones who is balling. Do y'all think anything is wrong with him doing that? Because everybody's telling they're, they're saying that like he's doing a Tom Brady like move, and it might be a little premature. But you get a little bit of buzz no. right now. Like, mean, why not do it early? It doesn't is, mean you're going to be a star if you're I mean, a bust. It don't and you'll mean nothing. Use it means that just in case use it. I'm protected. Right. Just, so it's probably like I'm, it's probably fifty percent of the NFL who file for uh, their name and number. Like it's just mm-hmm. that you know. Yeah, I mean it is what it is, man. Anyway, man. So um, Max Scherzer, Maddox probably got his, his trademark for his um his gear, and he don't need to have one. But yo, Pete, probably got one. Pete is Max Scherzer signing, yo. Max Scherzer, who's a part-time player because he pitches, and I call them all part-time players. My man got a contract every five for three games. years. Three years, one hundred and thirty million dollars. What? Three yo, years, one hundred and thirty million. Sign with the Mets. That's Crazy the part about it. We cannot, you we cannot get this dude out of the damn division, man. Tell him why it's the greatest wow. contract ever. 
to me, it's the greatest contract ever because you're not locked in for a long period of time, but you get mm-hmm. the bag bag. So, like, yo, if I came in a league and got a three years, $130 million, even if I was, like, 21, I'd be retired at 24. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else to do at that point. Yo, yo, you got CEO. You work for three several years, reasons. Times every five days, and you get $130 million. There's several reasons, too. Wow. The fact that he's part-time, he plays every five games, and he's going to get guaranteed $43 million a year for the next three years. Not only that, Max Scherzer is 38 years old. So if he That's hits true. a wall and he's washed up, he's still getting $130 million over the next three years. He could end up being a total bum. This could be the Mets. Like they could have to do a deal with him in a year or so to say, all right, can we give you – a certain amount of millions every year for the next 30 years, like we did Bobby Bonilla because we signed him to a long-term deal when he was washed up. Like this could end up being that. Or, and and this is what I'm hoping as a Phillies fan, I'm hoping he's going to end up being washed sometime in the next three years. But yo, I'm, I'm, or I'm just hoping that getting 43 million a year at at age 38, I just hope that gives you no incentive and motivation to work hard and play hard anymore. You've made it. Yo, be Austin. <laughs> Peep this, be Austin. My dude making $5,000 an hour. <laughs> yo, he makes $82 every minute. Every minute, like, yo, since he brought this story up, he made $82. <laughs> yo, he makes $235,000 for every inning that he pitches. For every batter that he faces, he gets 58 k Yo, the average American doesn't make 58 k For every batter he faces, he gets 58 k Per month, he's at like $3.6 million. Yo, crazy. I'm I'm supposed to be mad at that. Because, I mean, technically, yes, I heard of him and I know who he is, but my my first response to right. this is, who is Bull and what does he do? <laughs> he told me he that's fastball. <laughs> that's all you need these days. So shout out to everybody. Sheesh. Hey, yo, yo, I be hearing this stuff, and I just I just double down on the whole baseball thing, man. Yeah, you got Chases in a six week, in a six week pitching clinic now every Tuesday for six weeks. I ain't even I ain't clinic. even mad at you. I ain't even mad at you. The only the only contract that's worse than this, and I ain't even gonna say worse is really better is Leo Messi's last contract <laughs> that he got. Just like other than that, I can't think of any. Hey. Yo, he yo he gets forty three million dollars a season at thirty eight years old. He's a middle aged man. Getting Roger Goodell. <laughs> yeah, shout out yeah, to my Roger good Dillon, friends, man. Herndon Brown, their son, just signed a. Uh, he just signed a full ride with with University of Missouri, left hand pitcher. <laughs> he gonna be in somebody's farm nice. system within the next two years. So nice. hey, young man, keep doing what you're doing. Hopefully, one day nice. we'll be reading about you know you signing one of these crazy deals. Yeah, man. One day, be off and be on here slandering you, man. He awkward. He pitch lefty. <laughs> anyway, um, Lee Elder. Bars, uh, you know, you Lee know. Elder. Because often his mother was the first black man to play in the. Lee Elder, who was the first black man to play in the Masters, is now gone. He's transitioned. He died at the age of eighty-seven. So rest in power. You know, city ancestor Shout Lee out. Elder. Shout out to Lee Elder, man. Yeah, you know, you know what they say: if there's no Lee, there's no Tiger. Yeah, Tiger couldn't be out here, you know, 
frolic, frolicking with the white women, taking perk thirties and, and driving them like insane. So anyway, with that crazy said, part is though, Jim, all these years later, black athletes and black people in general are still out here having first in these United States of America. I mean, like, it's, it's crazy that we're still doing that, but rest in power. I mean, you know, man. <laughs> Nothing All right, so what happened is Dayton Sports History, so we can get out of here. All right, this is Dayton Sports History, brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is. Sports the Book, written by War Room Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint. Make sure you go get your copy. You can do that at warroomsports.com or sportsthebook.com. Or you can just go do an Amazon search. Whatever, whatever suits your fancy, just make sure you go get that. Support the brother, support the business, support the, the mission, support the movement. All right. So this date in sports history, uh, December 2nd, 1991, speaking of the aforementioned Bobby Bonilla, Bobby Bonilla becomes the highest paid player in Major League Baseball when he agrees to a, get this, a record five-year, $29 million deal with the New York Mets. And y'all know what this $29 million deal ended up becoming. But think about God it, back then... They were talking about five years, $29 million, like we're talking about these contracts these days. Like, damn, this is crazy. No baseball player is worth all of that. Now you're getting 10-year deals for $350 million, and you're getting yeah, three-year deals for $130 million. Let's how bad inflation is, you know? yo. Yeah, inflation cost is crazy. And Bobby's still getting a piece of that inflation because he's getting – you know, he's getting bread every year now still from the New York Mets from this contract. All right, last thing that happened. Um, this was a big deal. I think we all remember, not not because they don't show this like they show Buddy and his other dust-up when he was, you know, when he was in Houston with the Oilers. But December 2nd, 1985, remember that date, Bears head coach Mike Dicker, and defensive coordinator Buddy Ryan almost comes to blows at halftime in a 38-24 loss to the Miami Dolphins at the Orange Bowl, which was Chicago's, the 85 Bears, their only loss that season. See, I don't remember, because I don't think they show you footage of the dust-up, but you heard of no, it. No, they, they don't. I, I remember hearing about it. Right, though. but I, I actually remember this game. I believe this was a Monday night game. and I, I remember because I was such a big Dan Marino fan from the door when he came into the league. Dan Marino and the Dolphins were the only team good enough to beat this team this year. It's the only only loss of their season. And they didn't just beat them. They put 38 up on them. So I can understand. We all we heard the stories about how Dicka and Buddy Ryan weren't close because a lot of the players, because their defense was so dominant on this team, they actually revered Buddy Ryan more than they did Dicka, as it shows that they carried him off on their shoulders. Um after the Super Bowl yo, that year. So I yo, think Dicker had a point of contention with him because he got the too entire much Ryan family. Yeah. All, all defensive players will go to, to their graves for the Ryan family. I, I ain't saying that when, uh, when, uh, <laughs> when they're head coaches, but, like, as defensive coordinators, they are loved and revered, and understandably so. Rightfully but can't so. y'all – can't y'all imagine how this probably started? Because this was something like week. This was double digits weeks into the season, maybe like week eleven, week fourteen, something crazy like that. But you, can you imagine the defense dominating all year? Because you know now they go down mm-hmm. in history as one of the top two, three defenses of all time. But can you imagine they're dominating all year? So they go into halftime of this game, great, 
young Dan Marino carving their ass up. And Dicker finally has something he can say to Buddy Ryan and probably says it. Your defense out here getting mm-hmm. trashed. Because you really don't have room to buddy stand Chop, against Buddy Ryan buddy, with 85 buddy bears. Because if you don't like him, him in his life. You find, you're going to say something about it. So, yeah, Buddy probably tried to go in his mouth and then you have this story here. So shout out to this moment and the other moment, the Bobby Bonilla moment. Um, two great moments in the history of sports. War room salute to both of these historical moments, man. Let's get up out of here, fellas. Yes, sir. We're going to make this very brief, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we just want to say thank you for all the support that we always get. Special yes, shout out to those that, uh, you know, listen at our change time. You know, those that called in and got through, shout out to you. Those you can get to, we apologize. Special shout out to those, you know. You know, Neil Kev always hold us down, so shout out to them. But everything that we do can be found at the Hub. Sports the Book can be found at the Hub. All of our content, podcasts, webcasts, social media contacts, everything. Go to the Hub, which is warroomsports.com. Enjoy your week. Enjoy everything that you watch. And stay safe in these streets. Stay away from Omarion. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, just visit warroomsports.com. <laughs> but as we always say, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the world against ignorance. We'll see you jumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.